Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. IBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here at Oh Look Who It Is. He's an author. He's a broadcaster. He's a provocateur. He might be the next mayor of the city of Indianapolis. Abdullah Kibshabaz, how are you, my friend? Doing good, my friend. How's everything going? Well, I'm doing great. Before we get to Rokita here, because this is super interesting, you have a formal website of some sort as you continue to explore your run for mayor of Indianapolis. Yes, we officially filed our exploratory committee paperwork uh, this week. Um, also, uh, in addition, we have the website up and running, and we have the online donation feature. And the website is? Abdul4Indy4.com. Uh, and now you've got to make some sort of decision here within the next month, right? Because there is a filing deadline. The filing deadline is February 3rd. All right. We'll look forward to that. In the meantime, though, our old friend, the Attorney General for the state of Indiana, Todd Rokita, back in the news. And as oftentimes it seems to be with Rokita, it's not for anything good. No, it's not. I'm going to read you the headline here from the Indiana Capital Chronicle because this is a real headline involving the chief law enforcement officer for the state of Indiana. Judge orders Rokita to publicly release Inspector General's report about former job. So when Todd Rokita was sworn in and became attorney general in 2021, it came to light that he had and this was unbelievable to me at the time, it never even dawned on me this could happen, he had a second job. Yes. He worked for Apex, their health benefits uh, management company. And that's what he was doing sort of in private practice between the time he left Congress and the time he became attorney general. And so while he's doing that, normally if you're a lawyer, you had to be very careful about sort of outside employment because there's conflicts, right. ethical considerations, the whole nine yards, yes. which is why most lawyers who work for the state – they did. They either teach or maybe do a little bit of pro bono, like right. charity work, but but nothing that they get paid paid for. Correct. Uh, Rakita didn't do that. He kept his job with Apex, and when it came out that he had a job with Apex, he told everybody, "Well, the Inspector General Office. I asked for an opinion. They said it's okay." Like, well, can we see the opinion? No. But wait a second. You said you got an opinion where you said it's okay. How can we? Which would totally put this story to rest. It would totally end the story if you showed us that opinion and everybody says, well, we think this is weird and maybe it's not totally the right thing to be doing, but it's certainly okay to be doing. And Mr. Attorney General, it's not that we don't trust you, but let's be honest, we, we don't trust you. So, <laughs> so why don't you just give us a copy of the informal opinion, redact whatever needs to be redacted, like no private personal information like social security numbers or right. you know, home address and that sort of thing and just give it to us and let's be done with this two years ago well and, and the one of the big things with this is it's not like rokita is working at menards on the weekend he is working for a company that either that company or that industry was likely to come before his office he was likely to have to make decisions on that industry or maybe even that company potentially in his job as attorney general. Exactly. And any time where, uh, your, where your, your employer or your part-time employer can either be a plaintiff or a defendant, you're, you're better off just leaving it alone and just not not dealing with it. But Rakita likes to be sometimes a four-letter word that rhymes with Rick. <laughs> Didn't do that. And so here we are again. Now, now, lo and behold, two years later, and by the way, folks, <clears throat> Monday session starts. So that, that that's a whole different dynamic to, to all this because now it's going to be Rakita isn't liked in the building to begin with by, by most people. You and this, don't say. And this, and this doesn't help. 
Okay, so now, so this, so this, he refused to release the opinion. It went to court, and now a judge has come out and said, you you have 30 days, you must release the opinion. Now, the judge is Marion County Superior Court Judge Kurt Eisgruber, and you were telling me Eisgruber is not some lunatic, radical left judge. So Rakita can't play, well, this is a, the politics card. Yeah, you can't say this. Once again, it's the liberal courts. It's an activist judge. No, it's not. Kurt is not an activist judge. I've been before Kurt. I've known Kurt for years. I'm good friends with his wife. They, 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 are, they are tried and true Republican conservatives. So he's got 30 days to redact the opinion. And we were talking about this on State House Happenings as we were putting the podcast together. There's no way he doesn't actually have this opinion, right? No, yeah, he's he's got it. Or, or either he's got it or... You can request a copy from the Inspector General. Right. I mean, it exists. He definitely, there's no way, because he would be in such hot water if he claimed to have had this opinion and didn't actually have it. And especially because it went in front of a court, he would have, I mean, he would be in such yeah, hot it, water. It, 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 the, 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 the actual opinion itself would be like Exhibit A. Right. So the, so it, somebody has seen this yeah. opinion then, right? So th- this just blows my mind. He had the ability to just, in the very beginning, just say, look. Here, here's the opinion. There is no issue here, uh, you know, and make up whatever story he wants to make up related to that and, and go with it. I mean, it would just this is just another thing about, like, when he banned you from these press conferences. It is just in inconsequential stuff that he dies on hills over, and he keeps losing when he's di- he keeps dying on the hill. Exactly. And, and the other thing, too, is all this could easily be avoided by just by just releasing the documents. Sure. Like, but but lo and behold, two years later, here we go. We yeah. you basically took a t- took a two day story and turned it into a two year story. You are the chief law enforcement officer for the state of Indiana, and you are so fighting transparency. Whether it is banning you from the press conferences, whether it is refusing to release this opinion, look, you represent wh- whatever you do in your personal life, whatever you do in your own time. As long as you're not breaking the law, I don't need to know about it. I don't want to know about it. But when you work for me and you work for 7 million plus people that live in this state, and on top of that, you're the chief law enforcement officer, the idea that you are so fighting transparency should give everyone pause. And would, and here's the other question, too. Would you allow lawyers in your office to do this? Yeah, gr- that's a great point. Uh, if you it, wouldn't allow lawyers in your office to do it, then you shouldn't be doing it either. It is Kendall Casey Show. Abdul is here. Okay, so let's talk about the topic that we've been talking about for a year now, and it is it is about to hit almost every single homeowner in some shape, form, or fashion in the state of Indiana, and yet nobody at 200 West Washington Street is talking about it. It is property taxes. They are about to skyrocket. Nobody refutes it's happening. Nobody just wants to do anything about it. You had a very interesting interview that you're going to run on Saturday on the radio station. Yeah, well, uh, David bought up. David is the head of the Association of Indiana Counties, and they sort of uh, work with other local governments on property tax-related and county-related issues. And uh, what David told me was that uh, last year was such an anomaly that uh, we want to be a little careful. We start tinkering with the system, which I which I totally get. However, with that said, he's ex- they're expecting uh, property taxes on average. Now, this please note, folks, this is an average. Yeah, it means it could be less, it could be more in some places depending on where you live, of an increase of five to like eight percent. And I thought that was an interesting total. You and I were texting about this yesterday because when you say average. The people who are hearing our voice right now, there's a very good chance you are in Indianapolis or central Indiana. The donut counties are slightly outside of that. There is a strong chance, as we heard from our good friend Brad Kloppenstein yesterday, his property taxes are going up roughly $1,800, which is way more than that. The average, that's for the state. So no offense if you live in Kendallville or Reelsville, but you're so far outside of the populous uh, area that your property taxes may not go up 
at all. But if you're here in central Indiana, you're probably going up way more than 8% to make to make that that 8%. Exactly. And the thing is, too, that uh, what David said, it is, pro- it is probably – now, granted, <clears throat> any lawmakers can do whatever they want uh-huh. whenever they, whenever they no, feel like on. it. No, go on. I'm very excited about what you're about to say next. But he said it's probably too late to do anything about it for oh! the May for the May tax bill. Now, that, can you say that again out loud for everybody to, uh, to hear? <laughs> Here, allow, allow me to say that again. Yes. It is probably too late to do anything for the May property tax uh-huh. bills. So the lawmakers knew about this a year ago because we were talking about it on this radio station with people reading their assessments or sending us their assessments and we were reading them. Why didn't they do anything? Why wasn't there a summer study committee? Why wasn't there, a, a, you know, big meetings? They do this stuff all the time. Well, Why well, didn't they do it for this? Well, uh, well, well, it's interesting because what, what was last year? Oh, yeah, last year was the abortion issue. Duh, silly, silly me. That's what everybody was all getting all worked up over, that whole thing. Um uh, but no, I I do think, and, and the other thing that David recommended uh, that said to be posted in the interview uh, and online uh, tomorrow at noon is you want to be you want to be careful because you, you can't do a whole lot of relief on the assessment side of things. I mean, there, there are some things you can do uh, if you're a senior citizens to, to sort of cap assessments, but the 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 solution is on sort of on sort of the back end with with your property tax bill because you could also have your 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 property tax credits and other sort of property tax relief because on the remember on the flip side. If your assessment goes up, that means technically your that means your rates can drop. So theoretically, you're not paying any more than than you were before. But once again, that gets into right. The- and this is the point when we talked about all this week when morons like Jim Lucas spend four days fighting with me and with complete strangers on social media, and he keeps trying to go. Well, how do you know there's not a plan? People are working very hard behind the scenes. How do- they're not getting anything done this session. They're not probably even going to pass anything consequential this session. Much, much less, let's help you this session. And I'm so glad that your guy confirmed that because these lawmakers like Jim Lucas, now most of them aren't as lack self-control like Jim Lucas, spending all this time fighting with people on Facebook going, well, it doesn't matter what you're feeling. We're still better than Illinois versus actually doing something. And they've known about this for a year. Yes. Uh, but, but, but at the same time, though, you, you don't have all the data yet because DLGF doesn't have the rates put out and the, the whole nine yards. But at the end of the day, folks, if you're expecting property tax relief from this legislature, um, I'd say more likely than not, it's probably not going to happen. They may, they may do a little bit of property tax relief on, on, on the tail end. You're getting nothing. Um, I, I would say the, the, the odds are not in your favor. <laughs> but then again, it's any in the session anything can happen and anything usually does and it usually happens around the middle of february yeah he's an author he's a broadcaster he's a provocateur he might be the next mayor of the city of indianapolis the one and only abdullah keep shabazz thank you my friend hey thank you 93 wibc it's the kendall and casey show